Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee Break, a podcast of Riverside County Child Support Services. My name is Nathan Hartel, Deputy Director, and thankfully, back with me this morning is... Bruce Wagner. I'm the Chief Attorney here at the Department of Child Support Services. Good morning, Nathan, and it's good to not see you, but hear you. (laughs) It's good to hear your voice as well. And good morning to you. This is uh, our first uh, opportunity to co-host a full-length podcast episode again since our final uh, episode of season one. And um, there's a pretty obvious reason for that. COVID-19 has happened uh, to everybody, and that means a whole bunch of different things for uh, everyone in their personal life, their work life. Uh, It's just really kind of turned everything upside down, hasn't it? That, that it definitely has. So what we're doing this morning is we are remotely podcast, telepodcasting from my kitchen. I have my coffee um, <laughs> and I, uh, I'm ready to go. How about you, Nathan? Yeah, I'm, I'm at home as well. I've got my coffee. It's almost gone. I started it a little bit uh, too early, but uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm glad that we, uh, we figured out how to make this happen and we're able to get going on a, another podcast episode. And you know, I think before we kind of get started with uh, the topic of what we wanted to, to go over this morning, I wanted to just kind of uh, address, you know, what is happening, you know, in, in our world today. And this is our first opportunity really to speak to our customers together. And um, so I know from both of us uh, to them, we hope they're all doing well. We hope they're uh, staying safe, you know, whether it's uh, job impacts or whether it's health, there's just a lot of uncertainty out there right now. And so hopefully uh, this podcast episode finds you guys all doing well. Yeah. And I, I second that. Um, and interestingly, this is um, this, this is our first episode of season two. It is. It's our first full episode. We did uh, a couple um Actually, maybe it was three espresso shots. These are mini episodes. You know, they're not a full length 20 to 30 minute episode. These were just very specific topics. We did one on uh, tax season and we did that. I want to say it was days uh, before all this with COVID-19 happened. Uh, Days before everybody had to shift to telecommuting and um, office closure, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, And then we wanted to seize the moment and talk about some things that were really impacting our customers Uh, in real time, which was, you know, we felt like we needed to get some information out about the court. Um, And so you, you addressed that in an espresso shot episode. And then I felt like I needed to get some information out on stimulus payments that were coming from the federal government and what that would mean for child support. So we did those things, but we got, you know, just about a eight to 10 minute, um, you know, bit of information out. And yeah, this, this is our first chance to be back together and spend a little bit more time with our audience. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Yes, yeah, so am I. And this this episode, we'll we'll cover a few general topics. I think we're we're going to delve into some of the enforcement remedies that we're we've changed a little bit. I'll talk about what's going on with our courts. I think Nathan, you were going to be uh, talking about some impacts on that the, this coronavirus has had on our customer service. That's right. Yeah. And uh, really, even how we're approaching this podcast episode is also um, an example of how COVID-19 has impacted everything. You know, we had our entire uh, set list, if you will, ready to go for, you know, what episode we'd be covering and, you know, do an entire episode just talking about enforcement actions and enforcement remedies and really diving into all those details. And we're going to do that a little bit this morning, but COVID-19 has made it so we, you know, need to kind of pivot and adjust and and make some changes even in the podcast to what we're talking about because we want it to be uh, relevant and, and timely to our customers. So using that as a, 
jumping off point, let's talk about just some of the basics, you know, office closures. So for child support services, most of our customers probably know by now because, you know, we've been doing this for about about two months already. Uh, it's crazy to think that it's been going on that long and, and it's, it's still going on. But our Indio, Blythe, and Riverside offices have been closed to the public that entire time, and they continue to be closed to the public with one exception, and that's letting one or maybe two customers into the lobby um, to make a payment at our kiosk. So we don't have staff in the office to, to physically see customers and sit down with them one-on-one, -on -one, and that's something we've not been able to do uh, for about two months now. Um, originally, it was just our Riverside office that even had the ability to stay open for customers to come in and make a, a payment at the kiosk, but thankfully, um, as of the 15th of May of this month, our Indio and Blythe offices are also open for folks to come in and, and make a payment. So that's been a pretty big adjustment. Um, our customers have been able, thankfully, to still get in touch with us. We obviously have phone and we have our chat live feature on our website, which has been really, really helpful. Um, but I think the main thing I'd want our customers to know is despite the fact that our physical office buildings are closed uh, to you, that doesn't mean that we as an agency or a staff are close to you. And we are uh, working at full capacity. We have our staff telecommuting from home and they are able to completely manage uh, you know, our customers' cases remotely from, from where they are. So you can rest assured that we're still taking care of business, still addressing the, the things that need to get done, just like with everything else today with a little bit of a twist. I think that's th that last point you made is, is one of the most important is that those that uh, um, have cases in our in our office should be aware that we are we are we are doing everything that we did before. We're just not doing it in person. So whatever needs you have that the Department of Child Support Services can um, help you with, by all means, let us know. Contact us. Um, and as Nathan said, don't come into the office to do that. Call us, email us, get on our website, and you can have your uh, your needs met, whatever it has to do with child support. Now, I, I will also mention, since Nathan, you were talking about the, the uh, closures of our facilities, uh, same holds true with our court courtroom facilities, our 12th Street Meet and Confer office, uh, over in Hemet, our Meet and Confer office, which is right next to the, the courthouse. And in India, we, our attorneys actually meet with the public inside the, the courthouse. So all of those have been closed and they are going to remain closed still for probably about a, a couple of months or so. Um, and when I talk about what's going on with, with the courts, I'll get into more details about what happens or what, what our customers should do if they have a court hearing date. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the other locations, uh, Hammond and Riverside, and your comment about the court. So while I won't speak to that, that does bring up the reality that, yes, we are working and we are managing our customers' cases, but there have been adjustments. There have been impacts to what we do. Some of it is when we can do things. Let's talk even just about the, the payment kiosk. So one of the things that happens is, you know, customers, you know, can come in to make that payment at the kiosk. That's fine. But not being able to, to physically come in sometimes um, makes it so that, that people need to kind of shift their thinking about um, payments. And people are being pushed to other payment opportunities, which is not necessarily a bad thing, um, but we are seeing a, a rise in MoneyGram, uh, Pay Near Me, 
PayPal. So there are other ways to make your child support payments. And I guess on the one hand, like this podcast too, right? I'm thankful for the technology that we can do this. And I'm thankful for those other opportunities for people to make payments because it's no one has to think, well, the office is closed. Therefore, I can't make my child support payment. That's not true. Um, there are many opportunities for you to do that. You know, but speaking of payments, this is one of the biggest things that happened, I would say, within the first days or, um, you know, within the first week of COVID-19 happening and our office shifting to telecommuting is, you know, we recognized immediately that our communication with our customers uh, needed to be very sensitive and we needed to be very careful about what those conversations were like. So here's the reality, right, is that as the Department of Child Support Services, our job is to collect child support. And part of what we do to collect child support is we pick up the phone, we call our customers, and, you know, some of those phone calls are saying, hey, uh, we've noticed that, you know, maybe you are making part of your payment, but you're not making the whole thing. Can you make a payment today? Can you increase that payment? So, you know, we do our job to stay in contact with our customers and sometimes have to ask those tough questions. We recognized immediately that how we approach those phone calls needed to change because COVID-19 was changing people's lives almost immediately. And so, Our focus, um, you know, is to call a customer and just really open the door to a conversation. And so that's what we're hoping our customers are experiencing right now is interactions with our staff where we're saying, how are you doing? How has this impacted you? Tell us what's going on in your life. And then let's take those, those facts, that information about your circumstances. And then let's look at that in the context of your teleport case. And, you know, maybe really the, the direction and the strategy that needs to happen with that case is a modification of a court order rather than, you know, asking for an extra payment. You know, we've had to kind of recognize the impact uh, that COVID-19 is having to our customers and adjust um, or enhance, you know, our, our thinking about how to address those topics, what it means for our customers. A lot of people are out of work. So uh, that was something that happened really early on in terms of our impact. Uh, to our customers in our interaction with them. So that's been pretty significant for us. Yeah, and it's, I think it's been pretty significant for everybody, and especially for our customers who are, are on the paying end of the, uh, the court order. Many people have lost their jobs, and unfortunately, when you have bills to pay and you have no income, you're sort of between a, a rock and a hard place. What do you do? So we, 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 try, to, we try to balance the needs of, of both our paying customers and the, the customers who are receiving the child support. As far as uh, some of the enforcement remedies that we are doing right now, I think, uh, Nathan, you can, you can probably get into a little bit more detail about this since you know about it. More. But things like bank levies, driver's license suspensions, mm-hmm. um, those, those enforcement mechanisms have been loosened up a little bit, haven't they? They, they have, and that was also pretty early on in the process. And these things not only were coming from Riverside County uh, Child Support, but also coming from the state, uh, California Department of Child Support Services. And we didn't want to make things harder for our customer. Bank levies are a regular part of, of what we do. And our customers will, will know that, that if they have a past due child support balance and they have a bank account, it's possible that they have received a notice from that bank saying, hey, your funds have been been frozen. Child support services has put a levy on those those funds, and then there's a process um, that takes place for having to deal with getting some or all of that money released. And so we have suppressed 
all of uh, the submission that, that happens in the computer system to have those levies take place. So that's been paused. The other thing that we're doing is being very, very generous um, and liberal in releasing any um, already suspended licenses. We wanna make sure that we're not a hindrance to anybody finding employment or continuing employment. You know, so while that's always our, our desire, Prior to COVID-19, you know, there'd be a little bit more of a, of a back and forth or a negotiation, I would say, about, you know, what was needed in order to get that bank levy released or that driver's license um, or even a professional license released. Really, right now, we just want to make things as, as easy as we can in those areas for our customers um, so that they don't have an additional roadblock to, to deal with. So that, that's been uh, pretty significant as well. Uh, yeah, it, I think it has been pretty significant. For those who have questions about their driver's license, if it has been suspended, or if you have a question about a bank levy, or, or really any, any enforcement that we do at the Department of Child Support Services, give us a call. Call center, it's 866-901-3212, and explain your situation, and we will work with either parent to the fullest extent that we can to make this, this situation that we're all in a little bit easier. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we move on to the, the court impact, you know, what you said made, made me think of something. You hear a lot right now in the news about um, whether it's a student loan, whether it's mortgage relief, uh, even auto loans, I'm hearing. You know, there, there's a lot of different programs and things out there right now because of COVID-19 to help people who are having a hard time making the payments. And, you know, I want to think about that in the context of child support and kind of you know, ask the question, you know, rhetorically and answer it, is, is child support doing the same thing? <clears throat> so if you're one of our customers and you're struggling to make those payments, can you call us up and ask, for example, to have your payments stop for, for three months? You know, I know that's some of the things that are going on out there with, with other companies. Uh, the answer to that is no. Um, and the reason why is because we still have to abide by the court ordered child support obligations. So we cannot administratively on our own um, hear your situation and decide to just not charge you your child support obligation. But that doesn't mean that um, what Bruce, what you said a minute ago is, is really not just, just as critical. You've got to pick up the phone. You've got to call us because even though we can't just, you know, stop doing those things, we can help you with the, the process and we can help you find your way to a modification with the court. We can help you get that amount lowered if that's what, you know, the court you know, deems is, is appropriate. In addition to that, just staying in contact. We can make notes on your child support case about the fact that you are being present and involved in your case and you're contacting us and, and asking for, for assistance. So um, even though child support world is a little bit different than some of those other companies and obligations where they're able to just say, you don't have to pay for a few months, it, that doesn't change the fact that you want to stay in contact with us as much as you can. Yeah, and that, that's, that's an excellent point, Nathan. We, we don't have any control over existing court orders. So if, if a parent is ordered to pay a certain amount each month, we can't just on our own say, uh, don't worry about it because it is a court order. However, um, we can help parents uh, modify their orders. It's, it's critical for either parent, whatever their changes are, to contact us, let us know so that we can start working on setting a modification and getting the child support to an appropriate amount, a lot of times uh, that can be done without actually going to court. If, if both parents agree on a certain amount, then we can usually facilitate 
um, agreements without setting up a court date. But uh, if we do have to set up a court date, that's, that's, uh, that's something we, we will definitely do as quickly as we can so that the situation that our parents find themselves in can be addressed uh, by our agency as far as their child support goes. Right. So can I ask a follow-up question, you know, kind of related to that, and this will get us into the area of uh, you being able to provide an update on what's going on with the court. We talk about how we're continuing to provide our, our services, but then you do have the court who has been closed. So one of our services, as you just mentioned, and we've talked about it a couple times this morning, is modifications. You know, so how does that get done then practically for a customer if the court is closed? Well, it it gets done the, the same way it was done before. The only difference is now we, uh, we've just finished up about a month and a half of the court being closed and not accepting any of our, our pleadings, any of our paperwork. So we haven't been, to get, haven't been able to get those filed with the court. However, we are still working on them. And if, if we have received requests for modification, we're prepared to file them. Uh, coincidentally, as of yesterday, our courts opened up for purposes of allowing uh, our agency to file the documentation on behalf of our participants. So that that was a that was a big thing for us. Um, yeah, that's now, so, oh yeah, definitely a big deal. We were we were kind of biting the bullet there, waiting waiting <laughs> for them to open up for the court to open up, so we could take care of that. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why the, the sooner the better as far as uh, opening the court goes. Uh, but that, that was taken care of yesterday. Um, okay. We are now able to file everything with the court, um, which puts us on a, a much better track to, to take care of our customers who need modifications. And if a court hearing date is set for, for our customers, we will be going forward on those, those court hearings. The only thing is we'll be doing it by way of telephone. Um, and we're going to be doing this until the court actually opens up. And for us, that means mid-July. But in the meantime, our attorneys um, and our court staff who help out with the court matters, the meet and confers, uh, the attempts to resolve cases for, for participants who have cases on calendar, that goes on, but it goes on by way of telephone. Uh, so uh, one thing I want to throw in here, Nathan, and this is a question that I think has come up over and over and over again over the past month and a half or so is, well, what, what do I do if I have a court date? Uh, do I go over to 12th Street? Do I go into Hemet? Do I um, go over to Larson Justice Center in Indio? The answer is no. If you have a court hearing date on the Department of Child Support Services calendar, our staff will contact you and they will try to contact you a day or two before your hearing if it's possible, um, but they will definitely contact you on the day of the hearing by way of telephone. So it's, it's really important to make sure all of your, your contact information is up to date, your email address, your telephone information, your, your home address, all of that information uh, you wanna make sure is updated with the Department of Child Support Services prior to the court date so that we can reach you and we can talk to you about your, your court order. Go ahead. Mine reminds me of is, you know, you always hear about the importance of preparing, you know, for, for an emergency and making sure that you have certain things updated or, or taken care of. And it's, it's not much different, right? We always speak to, and we have done this on our um, 
season one podcast episodes. We speak to the importance of customers being in contact with us, the importance of having updated information, sharing changes in your circumstances, um, even having your the basics like having your phone number you know updated with us. And it's situations like this. This is exactly why. So all the things that are important now during COVID-19 are the exact same things that were important before. It's just really shining a light on the fact that those basics and those fundamentals of staying in contact and keeping your information current with us becomes even more important and more pressing, you know, for different reasons. Cause you know, the way we are communicating and, and reaching out to people, you know, for example, like you were mentioning, wanting to let them know not to show up, you know, um, at a particular location for, for a hearing. So it just, I thought I would mention that it's, it's kind of just, enforcing and re-emphasizing for us that all those things we say are important um, during regular times, they still hold true. And, they, and this is exactly why we ask people to do those things and to not fall out of contact with us because you never know when something like this is going to come up and we want to be able to communicate effectively and timely with our customers. Yeah. And that you're absolutely right about that, Nathan. It's just, it's just so important that we, we can get a hold of our customers when we have to talk talk to them about something. We have to give them some information. We have to update them about something. Yeah, in general, please make sure that your information is updated with the Department of Child Support Services. Um, and if you do have a, an upcoming court hearing date, just be prepared on the date of your hearing to receive that call from our attorney or our court staff, and we will be going through your case with you. So that means. If your issue on, on our court calendar is a modification, um, have your financial information prepared, have your expenses, your, your expense declaration completed, filled out, and ready to talk about what kind of um, visitation arrangement you have with, with your other parent. Make sure you have that in place. Um, all of those are important factors to quickly resolve your, your modification. The sooner we can resolve a modification, the sooner we can we can get that new court order filed to replace the old court order that is is probably now for many people obsolete and does yeah. need to be changed. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the reasons that those orders might be obsolete is because of the issue of unemployment right now. And so all it takes um, is for someone to be reading the newspaper or watching the news, and you know that the unemployment rate is just going through the roof right now. And so that's a, a very sad fact and a sad reality of the, um, the circumstances that we're in and the byproduct of COVID-19 and the impact that that's had on the economy. So, you know, we've already covered, you know, kind of what the customer's response needs to be, you know, stay in touch with us, um, work toward a modification. But the other thing I, I wanted to point out about the unemployment, because this is a similar question I think that people had about the stimulus payments that were coming from the federal government. So if someone is wanting to know are you, as child support, going to withhold money out of my unemployment benefits? The answer is yes, we are, and that's the way it has always been set up. So unemployment benefits distributed um, now versus prior to COVID-19, um, the Department of Child Support Services will take 25% of that uh, unemployment benefit to go toward the, the child support obligation. So I think it's, it's important to have that information out there for our customers. I agree with that. With the uh, stimulus package, a lot of people are receiving additional unemployment benefits to what the state is, is providing. So that combined amount is actually uh, open to uh, garnishment of up to 25%. I'm not sure if the, if the state 
has set up a, a mechanism yet to to garnish a full 25% of, of both unemployment benefits. But I believe if they haven't, then it it, it is sometime soon. Yeah, and the, the stimulus payments, you know, we did our, our espresso shot episode on that, so we won't belabor that point. Um, but it, it's worth taking just a, a quick second to remind people that child support was not excluded um, from, you know, the, the list of, of, you know, obligations where that stimulus payment um, would not be, you know, withheld. So unfortunately, if those folks have received that payment, and a lot of that has already happened, it's possible there are still some people out there that are waiting for a paper check. But for those that were going to get the stimulus payment and it was coming through by direct deposit, that pretty much has happened already. And if you had a child support obligation and passed due child support, that was going to be intercepted. The biggest change there that the state of, of California for child support was able to make was that those monies were going to be filtered to the family first rather than paying back past due child support to the government first. So we at least, that is something we were at least able to see realized. You know, Bruce, as we're talking about all this stuff, and I know we've covered a lot, but um, I wanted to kind of close this out with, you know, this question and just see what your your thoughts are. What's next? <laughs> you know, where, where do we go from here? What's coming next? Um, you know, even the topics that we've covered in this episode, our office availability, the court enforcement, I mean, What's happening next uh, with what seems to be a, a daily or weekly updating, you know, kind of situation with COVID-19? What, what can our customers expect? Well, I think our customers can continue to expect good customer service, um, even though it's going to be through electronic means or by telephone. I, I don't think any of us know when we're going to go back to where we were before with with full in-house services available. I think safety for the public, safety for our staff is number one. And until we're absolutely certain that both the public and our staff can remain safe, I, I don't see that uh, we'll be back to where we were prior to the, the pandemic hitting uh, and I think that's a good thing. And I think uh, our staff has done an outstanding job in in getting past the, the difficulties of working in this type of environment. Uh, I want to do a little shout out to our staff. Um, give them a, a big thumbs up. Uh, they have been outstanding. They've done a great job. Other than that, I don't, I don't really have anything else to add. I just... Uh, I want to wish everybody, you know, safety, protect yourselves, protect others. I, for one, don't leave the house without wearing a mask. Uh, I know that's, that's uh, maybe not the case for everybody, but uh, I think uh, we, have to, we have to be vigilant. We have to make sure that we beat this thing. And until, until there's the science available or the medicine available to take care of it, then um, we have to we have to watch out for ourselves, for our family, and for those around us. Yeah, and I think that the the one thing we can definitely say about you know what's next and what does the future hold is that it's not going to look um, exactly like it did before COVID nineteen. And so, as a department, you know we're going to be doing our very best to make sure that that's not a bad thing for customers. Um, that we are looking for you know new and innovative ways to to reach out and to connect to our customers. So. Um, you know, it's also important for people to know that, you know, we are wading through all of this uh, just like everybody else is. And uh, the county of Riverside will 
um, use you know what the the governor has in place for the stages to reopen um, as its its starting point, and they will work through that process. And then you know departments such as ours will take our lead from from there, and we will be doing everything that we can uh, when that day comes to allow customers back into our our building to make sure it's a it's a safe environment. Um, there's really nowhere you can go right now that pretty much looks like it did before. You know, you can go to you know a store and you've got plexiglass in between you and uh, you know a cashier, for example. Example. So thing, things are changing, but one of the ways that we are changing with the times to try to continue to provide valuable information and resources to our customers. Having said that, uh, it's a lot of information that we've covered. But my coffee cup is empty, Bruce. It's been a pleasure talking with you uh, this morning. Uh, glad we were able to do this virtually. And uh, looking forward to our, our next episode. Yes, same with me, Nathan. It's it's good to be back. Uh, my coffee cup is empty as well, and uh, I look forward to our next podcast, which hopefully won't be as long as it was for <laughs> <laughs> since the last one. Um, now yep. that we have this telepodcast set up, uh, we got we have a lot of information that we want to get out to the public. Tune in. We should have more information for you in the very near future. That's right. And uh, for our listeners, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified of new episodes. Feel free to share that information with those that uh, may want to listen to it. Um, Check our website at uh, riversidechildsupport.com, which has a host of information regarding COVID-19, office availability. Um, It also has a link to all the updates from state child support, which has a a great reference for frequently asked questions um, related to COVID-19. So feel free to, to check that out. So thank you. And we will talk to you again soon.